And welcome back to the Learn to Code podcast. I am recording this uh, in my mobile phone right now. So audio quality is going to be fishy anyway. <laughs> Today's topic is going to be um, the three most important skills to learn if you are learning to code. Well, a lot of people believe that uh, there is a long list of technologies that everybody should learn. Uh, I'm just going to be focusing today on three, and one is not necessarily even uh, a technology skill at all. The first one will be the technology that you wish to develop for. Well, most people may actually ask themselves what programming language is going to be uh, the best one, or they're going to be Googling about the best programming language out there. Um, it depends on what people is actually looking for, what they are looking for to achieve, what they are looking for, what's the priority, let's say, you know. Um, first priority for most people will be money. So you may like to look for a programming language that allows you to get a job, that allows you to um, to earn a living, you know. You may have the freedom to choose whatever you want, but time sometimes is not so abundant for everyone. Uh, having said that, you are free to experiment with whatever you want. You are free to explore the options out there, you know. Uh, but the, the main question that you should be answering for yourself is, what do you want? What do I want to what do I want to build? What's my priority here, you know? If you want to build a video game, then you're going to find a very different list of of programming languages or technologies to learn than somebody else that just wants to build websites or somebody to, who wants to build a mobile app, you know or even video games in mobile apps and mobile phones, you know. If you want to build something for Android or for, for iOS, for the iPhone or for the iPad, one of those platforms, the list of technologies that you are going to be looking for is very different. So, um, some days ago, uh, in one of my videos, somebody made a comment asking me, what would I recommend for somebody just starting out, you know? Uh, this person, this person is basically a, a student who is about to get into college and he basically just wanted to ask me, no, he just, want, he just wanted to ask me if I did have um, any suggestions uh, regarding that. Uh, well, basically, I asked him if he was already studying something. He told me that he was working with Java. So I basically uh, just uh, reinforced it that way because he's already getting experience with Java. So you know what? If Java is something that you are already working on, maybe that's um, the, w the, the best way to, to go for you. In a specific, you know. So basically, what I recommend to everybody 
is to ask themselves if, one, what do they want to build? Two, if you already know what you want to build, a video game, uh, an app, a database application, whatever that is, then just do a little bit of research on the internet, you know, Google about it. If you want to build video games, the programming language that are going to come out a lot are one, C++, and two, C Sharp. Uh, there is a lot of more options there, but uh, those are the main ones. If you want to build mobile applications for Android or for iOS, there is a larger list, but the two main ones are Swift for iOS and Kotlin for Android, you know? If you want to build for both platforms at the same time, there are some frameworks that allow you to do just that. However, although the promise is that with a single source code, you're going to be allowed to build for the two platforms, this is Android and iOS, the truth is that it's not really that simple. Uh, Flutter comes to mind. Uh, you can research about it, about Flutter. Uh, there is another one called React Native, which allows people that already know React to basically recycle that knowledge into building uh, mobile applications, you know. Uh, if you want to develop web development, you know, websites, web applications. Uh, the three starting out uh, technologies are going to be HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. That's uh, the, as I mentioned before, in previous episodes, um, there is not, uh, the starting point is just right there. HTML, then CSS, then JavaScript, in that order, basically. So, uh, having said that, all people are different, and probably you already have an idea of what you want to build, or maybe you don't even have an idea of where to start or what to ask. Uh, it doesn't really matter that much at the start because everybody starts in the same place of zero, basically. The thing is that uh, uh, don't overthink it too much, you know. Uh, more likely than not, you already know what you want to build. Maybe you're afraid to tell somebody else. Maybe you're afraid of what people may think. Because you know, uh, especially for people that wants to build video games, uh, that was my case. However, the second option came to me of, you know what? Uh, what do you want really in your life? Uh, if you want uh, to do what you love, maybe video games was the answer for me. I didn't go with that because uh, there was another option that approached me, and that is money. Uh, a lot of people want to get into software development because of the money, and there is a lot of money to gain there. And that was basically it for me. Uh, I had to say that I had never wake up one morning and say, you know what, all I want to do with my life is to <laughs> process data in databases and recover data from queries and serve that data for people, that, for applications that I don't even know um, they exist, you know. Uh, processing data is not something that uh, somebody just wakes up and, you know, uh, I want to process data for the rest of my life. That's not the case. But the money is good. 
and the work is uh, once you already have access to what I call your comfort zone, at least in databases, once you get there, uh, earning money is way easier than becoming a, a software developer in any other area. You know, um, learning databases and specifically SQL databases is a limited realm of knowledge that doesn't grow too much at least, uh, you know, compared to JavaScript, for example. I always had said that learning JavaScript is not something that you can actually finish. And uh, if you try to learn JavaScript for whatever purpose you want, you are going to quickly realize that uh, there is a no end to that. So, recapitulating, you know, uh, the first thing you need to decide is the technology that you want to learn to how to develop for, you know? Uh, what's the first programming language that you are going to learn? And, and, and I do specifically say this, that's just the first one, because uh, more likely than not, you're going to be learning several programming languages. Um, it's going to be really hard at the start. The first programming language is the hardest to learn. Once you manage to learn your first programming language, learning the second one is going to be exponentially easier. Okay? Well, that's uh, the end of the, first, of the first point of the episode. Well, that's uh, the first, the first uh, skill that you need to learn is your actual programming language, you know? The thing that everybody is going to be looking for, uh, looking for you to do for, you know. Uh, Nobody is going to pay you for doing something else. In software development, they are looking for software developers in order to write software and develop products and services, you know. So your main aim should be just that. Uh, the first skill is going to be the technical one. Nothing else matters until you have that one. Okay, now let's move on to the second one. The second skill that I would recommend everybody to develop as fast as possible just after they manage to understand the, the fundamentals of their chosen programming language. And this is Git. Not GitHub, no GitLab, no Bitbucket, no whatever else. Just Git, okay? Download Git for Windows. Or if you are working with Mac, you can download that for Mac too. If you are already working with Linux, you already have Git most of the time, you know? Um, Git is a source code management, uh, management system. Or many call it a um, version control system, you know? Git is a program, a command line program, that means that runs on a terminal you need to type commands in order to use it in the terminal. That's the black screen with white letters most of the time. Um, so it's not a graphical user interface program. This software allows you to save timelines and points on time of your software. What this means is that um, you may write your software as you would write uh, a paper or a novel. You write the software, and let's say that you want to, like in a video game, you want to save the state of that software in that specific point in time. You do this in order to save 
a save point into a timeline. These timelines do have names. They are called branches. By default, you get one branch called the main branch today. Um, before uh, the uh, before you are going to be finding repos or repositories, they are called, uh, where the main branch is not called main, it's called master. So a rename, uh, a rename process came about like a year ago, and now the master branch is going to be renamed to main branch. Um, I believe it's because of political purposes in America. Anyway, so get it's really important for you because it allows you not just to save your work in a similar fashion as saving it on the cloud or in a, in a remote hard drive, you know. Git allows you to work with a lot of people at the same time on the same source code and have order or something or, or allow you to implement changes from a lot of people into the same source code in an ordered fashion if everybody knows what they're doing, obviously. If not, it's not going to help you too much, may I say. So, learn Git. Git is a very useful tool. I use it every day. I use it for, uh, for software development uh, a lot. And even for little experiments that I'm not hoping to, um, to carry out, you know, uh, I'm not going to be putting that in production anywhere. Even for those things, I use Git because it allows me to experiment freely, you know. Uh, you may create these branches as parallel timelines from the original timeline, and you can experiment on an alternate universe, <laughs> you know, and fuck it up, you know, destroy everything or ruin it. And it doesn't really matter because you can just, uh, with a single command, you may just uh, destroy that timeline and it's like nothing ever happened. If the experiment is not a complete failure, you may actually think about implementing changes from the parallel timeline into the main timeline, allowing you to include just the changes that you want into the main timeline and basically allow yourself to provide value to your software uh, without risking anything, you know? Uh, it's been a long time since I've been watching and seeing all these projects, especially in, in database, uh, in the database world and data, they, where people don't use any sort of uh, versioning code or versioning, uh, or versioning system. And they just basically have the development environment, the testing environment, the implementation environment, and then the production environment. And they basically have uh, a, a really hard time trying to implement the changes from development into testing and the changes from testing into implementation environment and from implementation environment into production environment. So basically, None of the environments are the same among them, you know? In an ideal world, the development environment should be having all the modification on all the source code from production. 
you know? Production environment should be the one on the past. This is not the case. Most of the time when you implement something in production and a lot of people are actually working on the system, a lot of bugs uh, come out, you know? And you need to fix those bugs. And those bugs are being fixed directly on production, you know? Which means that development is behind from those fixes, you know? So most people work this way because they don't use a versioning system properly. If you allow yourself to use Git properly, you are going to skip a lot of those problems. You are not going to be dealing with those problems at all. So that's the actual advantage of using Git. The second advantage of using Git is that you are going to allow yourself to work with a lot of more people than just yourself, you know? If you want to include somebody new on the team, you can just tell him or tell her, you know what, just create a new branch, apply your changes, and then uh, post a pull request on GitHub. Uh, that's not, uh, GitHub, um, never mind the name, it doesn't really have anything to do with Git other than it's a web repository on the internet, you know? It's a website that allows you to host Git repos on the internet. Um, basically, that's it, you know? You can actually uh, push changes, merge, uh, merge branches, and use the beautiful graphical user interface to do a lot of things. Uh, but what I actually recommend to everybody to do is uh, learn to use Git properly. Just Git, you know? I don't want them to over <laughs> over, uh, overwork themselves trying to learn two technologies at once, you know? And it doesn't really matter that you learn how to use GitHub if you don't really know how to work with Git, you know? Git becomes the priority here, not GitHub, or GitLab, or whatever other web uh, repositories out there, you know? So this is the second technology or the skill that you need to learn, uh, Git, okay? The first one is your chosen programming language, okay? Well, now let's move on to the third, to the third and probably one of the most important skills for people that don't actually speak English. <laughs> so what's the third most important skill to learn? Uh, it's not even a technological, a techno skill, you know. It's not a, a technology to learn. It's actually learning to speak and write in English. Uh, what do I mean by that? Well, as you can listen right now, English is not my main language. It's not my primary language. You already know that by now. Well, I currently... I'm not learning to speak English properly. I, I do my best, but I'm not going into a school to do that, you know? I watch some uh, YouTube videos from, uh, from time to time, but I'm not giving a priority to learning English properly, you know? I just know enough to be able to communicate with my colleagues and with, uh, with management, you know? Um, basically, I know enough English, English, 
in order to write down documentation, to write uh, comments, to communicate, to send email, to read, e to read email. And uh, I am basically working uh, with a lot of colleagues that just speak English, okay? They don't know any Spanish. I am Mexican, so I do speak Spanish as my primary language. Uh, however, however, uh, a lot of developers, they just use English to communicate with somebody else. Why is that? One, English is very easy to learn. Second, uh, it's more easy for people to just learn English uh, than to learn Hindi, for example, or German, or French, you know? Uh, just like Spanish does have a lot of speakers, many other languages don't really have too many speakers. So it's more probable that if the learning of English is going to facilitate communication among us, well, let's just do that, you know? So my third recommendation, the third most important skill to learn is actually learn English, you know? Spoken English, learn how to write down English, you know, how to read, how to write, and you are going to achieve way more learning these three things. Uh, your chosen programming language, that's one. Learning Git, that's two. And learning English, that's the third one. So it's really important because most documentation you are going to find out there is going to be in English. Most courses, the important ones, are going to be spoken and written in English. Your programming language most likely is going to be written in English, you know? Uh, and this is very obvious, but uh, people don't really put attention to that. Why? Because they tend to work only with people in their home countries, which means that they don't really have a necessity to learn the language. And this is a limitation. This is not an advantage. Why? Because the really important resources are in the English language, you know? And in the future, it's going to be very probable that this is going to change. And I, and people like me in the tech industry, we are going to need to learn Chinese and Mandarin, for that matter, you know? So maybe not today, or maybe not in the next couple of years, but I, I think that in the next five to 10 years, I'm going to be taking classes to, to learn Mandarin, to learn Chinese. Uh, and I'm not going to get into why I think about that, but uh, if you don't know, uh, that's just my opinion, if you want, me to debate why I think that. Um, that's uh, for another episode, I guess. Uh, but right now, English is the language to go, okay? In, in five years, in 10 years, maybe, I should say maybe Mandarin is going to be the next one. And probably, instead of sending my kids to learn English, I should be thinking very seriously into send them to learn Chinese, okay? But that's just my opinion. Anyway, right now, uh, 
now uh, recapitulating, you know, uh, in summary, the first and most important skill you need to learn to code is your chosen programming language. Second, Git, and third, English, okay? So that's all I have to say for today. Thank you for coming in, and see you next time.